3: Live from the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, News Radio 1150 WIMA presents Indy 2019.
1: Here's the checkered flag. Button Dan holds it and waves it for Mario Andretti, winner of the 1969 500 mile race. A.J. Boyd at in Indianapolis has won his fourth 500
0: mile race. John Cox, Spears makes a troy! John Cock wins it by less than one tenth of a.
1: The checkered flag is out. Goodyear makes a move.
0: Little Al wins by just a few tenths of a second. They are side by side, and he's got the move made. Buddy Lazier has taken the lead. Davey Jones in the second, and there goes Buddy, and he's on a tear. Will Power's going to win the 100-second running of the Indianapolis 500-mile race.
3: Today it's fast Friday. The last hour of practice as teams prepare for qualifying for the 103rd running of the Indianapolis 500 mile race. Coverage of the 103rd running of the Indianapolis 500 mile race. I am Alex Wolf here with you at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. We'll be with you until 6.05 this evening as we're in the final hour of what's known as Fast Friday here at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. The track opened for practice at 11 o'clock on Tuesday morning for the veterans to come out onto the two and a half mile oval to begin their practice runs to lead up to this weekend's qualifying and a week from Sunday for the greatest spectacle in racing. Today is Fast Friday, big speeds, and Big power for the engines as they add 50 horsepower with an increase of turbocharger boost this morning here in the media center. Ray Hall, Ederman Lanigan Racing had their media availability as they do every year on this Friday of practice, and Graham Ray Hall talked about doing race runs on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday versus the qualifying runs that come on Friday.
2: And I think
1: for sure, you know, early in the week it's pointless. Um, you know, yesterday the three of us did, did some qual sims all at the same time. But even at that point, you know, we, we kind of just decided as a team, like, let's do it at the same time so we can compare to each other. But, like, you know, somebody that ran an hour or two hours later when it, the ambient was a little bit warmer, they're probably going to go a little bit quicker just because there's less drag. So it's kind of, it's you you know, you, you got to just stick to, stick as a team and see where you think you really stand. Obviously, there's a few cars out there that are, that are definitely fast, Um, you know, but uh, I think think as a team, you know, we should be pretty decent actually. Today is a good judge, but again, you know, today, somebody's going to put up a crazy speed that is pointless. Um, I think, you know, the key for us is to understand that today is you really have to stick to your plan, which is you got to be on your own. You know, you have to be in clean air. You've got to understand, you know, gearing is so important. You get in a tow, it ruins everything. So, it, you know, the, the speeds of the early days are definitely, you know, irrelevant as as far as tomorrow goes.
3: And here at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, the track has gone yellow for a track inspection. And one of those crazy speeds that Graham Rahal was talking about is the current fastest speed of the day, and that is at 230.851 miles per hour by Marco Andretti. And that was with the aid of a tow, and a tow, for lack of a better term, is being pulled around the track. The uh, estimation that IndyCar has come up with, the theory, if you will, is that if a car is at least eight seconds ahead of you, you get some of the aerodynamic draft, and you're able to actually gain speed. So what they all talk about is wanting what's called the no-toe speed as you want to see how you're doing alone on the track, which is what you'll be doing coming up this weekend on Saturday and Sunday for qualifying. So as we said, the fastest is Graham Rahal, or Marco Andretti. Graham Rahal trying to be the fastest, one of the quickest ones, without the aid of a tow, but he brushed the wall a little bit earlier, but was able to drive back to the pit area. Marco Andretti currently the fastest at 230.851. Second quick is Takuma Sato, the 2017 champion of the 500-mile race, and his speed 230.755. Third on the speed chart at 230.587 is Connor Daly. Fourth quick, Spencer Piggott at a time of 230.471, and Simon Pagenaud, the winner of the IndyCar Grand Prix here on the road course last Saturday afternoon, fifth quick at 230.326. Quickest driver today without a tow, Ed Jones, red carpet racing with Scuderia Corsa at 230.106. Second quick is his Team owner and teammate Ed Carpenter, and that lap was at two twenty nine point eight seven nine. And third quick on the no-toe sheet is the twenty sixteen winner of the five hundred, Alexander Rossi at two twenty nine point eight seven eight. We'll talk more about the qualifying format a little bit later on in this hour. As again we're with you until six oh five tonight, but just to quickly look ahead at our sports coverage here on News Radio eleven fifty WIMA. At 6.05, we'll be joining Todd Walker in the first pitch show, getting ready for Reds baseball tonight with a 7.10 start time at Great American Ballpark as the Reds take on the Los Angeles Dodgers. Tomorrow and Sunday, it's all-day coverage of qualifying for the Indianapolis 500-mile race from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. tomorrow. We'll be with the Advance Auto Parts IndyCar Radio Network for coverage of the first two hours of qualifying. Then tomorrow from 1 to 4.30, I'll be joined by Mark Short. He'll be attending his 55th consecutive Indianapolis 500-mile race this year. He'll join me for coverage for three and a half hours as he comes into town tomorrow morning. Then from 4.30 to 6, we'll have IndyCar Radio for the final 90 minutes of qualifying. Then we'll have a recap show from 6 to 7. Tomorrow evening, hopefully get some comments from the press conferences of some of the top drivers from tomorrow's qualifying session. At about 12.30, we'll join IndyCar Radio already in progress for coverage of qualifying. The last row shootout in the Fast 9 as they run for the first and last rows in this year's 500-mile race. And then on Sunday afternoon, scheduled weather permitting from 3.15 to 6 o'clock will be a practice session to simulate the race runs and we'll be here for three hours to not only bring you coverage of that practice session but also review sunday's qualifying action here at the world's greatest race course we're here at the indianapolis motor speedway beginning our indy 2019 coverage we brought you the indycar grand prix last saturday at the pace lap previewing things from the studio but Now on the fourth floor of the media center at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, which is becoming a beehive of activity today on the track at 2.20. It went yellow for approaching weather. There was lightning in the area, but also the fear of rain. The rain just missed the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, and the lightning threat left at 3.40, and the track reopened for practice. And we're now, as we said, uh, for about the last Five or so minutes have been in a holding pattern as the safety team takes a tour of the track and inspects for any kind of debris that might be out there as we still have about 45 minutes of practice left to go. On this fast Friday, there is a monetary prize, about $10,000 on the line to the fastest on fast friday and last year was marco andretti and right now at 230.851 miles per hour he looks poised to do it once again in a car painted similarly to the one that his grandfather mario won the indianapolis 500 with back in 1969 as the celebration of the 50th anniversary of that big win for mario andretti rolls on here at the indianapolis motor speedway we roll on after this timeout. We'll be talking to Nick Yeoman from the Advanced Auto Parts IndyCar Radio Network about last week's IndyCar Grand Prix and also looking ahead to qualifying this weekend, looking at some of the incidents that we've had during this month of May. Indy 2019 coverage of Fast Friday continues on News Radio 1150 WIMA. We're back on News Radio BYMA on Fast Friday, the final hour of practice. This Friday afternoon at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, joined by our old friend Nick Yeoman of the Advanced Auto Parts IndyCar Radio Network. You know, Nick, for years, since the year 2000, ninth floor of the Pagoda was the IMS Radio Network home, and now uh, we're in the palatial Sid Collins booth, and we're uh, neighbors here on the fourth floor of the Media Center.
0: Yeah, we're, we're excited about uh, the move here to the fourth floor of the Media Center and to, uh, to have Sid Collins' name on the radio booth that was long overdue Of course, the legendary first anchor on the IMS radio network, the guy that really started this entire thing, carried on quite a legacy. So uh, it's a cool new booth. Happy to be joined next door to you guys and all the folks in the media center. And uh, and it's a lot bigger than what we had upstairs on the pagoda. So uh, we're really excited about the month of May.
3: Oh, excited about the month of May for sure. And this uh, Sid Callens booth got a workout last weekend with the Grand Prix, the IndyCar Grand Prix, the sixth running. A quick look back at that and uh, a little bit of rain really mixed things up and added a one whale of a finish to that race.
0: Yeah, I mean, I know it was probably a rough day for race fans that made their way out to the track because it was cold and rainy, but it was a fascinating race, absolutely. I mean, the different strategies that we saw throughout the day, comers and goers and then at the end of the day uh an incredible duel between simon pagino and scott dixon at the end with pagino making a pass with a lap and a half to go easily the best grand prix we've seen here at the indianapolis motor speedway
1: with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere
3: dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom
1: sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time (gasps)
0: admittedly that's not saying a whole lot because some of those races lacked a little bit of excitement but uh the grand prix was was kind of designed to kick off the month of may build some momentum as we push forward to the indy 500 and the uh the grand prix one week ago did exactly that it was a great race
3: oh it sure did As now simon pagino tries to emulate what his teammate will power did last year and sweep the month of may and for Pagano he always uh, seems to be there on qualifying weekend here for the 500 and just seeing if he can uh, close the deal finally for Team Penske.
0: Yeah and, and I'm not too tremendously confident that that Simon's ready to do that just yet. Certainly the uh, the momentum is there from winning the Grand Prix and he he's shown a lot of speed so far this week. Simon doesn't have to look far for motivation or for someone to to kind of learn from because we were having these same conversations about Will Power just a few years ago about, boy, Will is fast on the road courses. He's great in qualifying, but he can never put together a great 500-mile effort finally did that a year ago, uh, winning his first Indy 500 in tremendous fashion. So we'll see. Maybe Simon proves me wrong. He's had a great month so far, and uh, and he's obviously in fantastic equipment with Team Penske. So uh, he's going to be one to watch this weekend for qualifying and then certainly on May 26th.
3: Practice started up for the Indianapolis 500 on Tuesday morning. We've had some incidents as we uh, record this at 140 this afternoon during the week, some big uh, impacts for rookies like pat O'Ward and felix rosenquist also had fernando alonso and kyle kaiser sort of taking those one by one looking at fernando alonso two years ago really took the speedway in the racing world by storm foregoing the monaco grand prix that year trying to finish the triple crown a lot of things uh, different than it was two years ago they've been fighting gremlins with team mclaren and that big setback that they had on wednesday has definitely not uh, helped their efforts whatsoever
0: It's been a major hit because he didn't get to turn a single lap yesterday because that team had to put together the backup car for him. So that was uh, an unexpected development that they've had to go through. And as you mentioned, a lot of things have changed. Obviously, he was in a Honda engine a couple years ago when he drove for Andretti. Now he's in a Chevrolet, and it's, it's the McLaren team putting together the effort. And the biggest one is the difference in the car. Last year, of course, we introduced the universal aero kit, And um, these cars drive differently. We saw it last year. A lot of veterans made mistakes and and found their way against the walls last year, and uh, Alonzo was the first one to do it this month.
3: He was, as we're talking with Nick Yeoman, the Advanced Auto Parts IndyCar Radio Network. And really with Alonzo, where two years ago the talk was, can he win? Frankly, looking at this format, and we'll talk about the format here a little bit later, but frankly we've gone from uh, the talk and the hype of, can he complete the Triple Crown this year, to frankly the specter of, could Fernando Alonso be one of the three on the outside looking in when we get to about 1 o'clock on Sunday afternoon?
0: Yeah, isn't that the beautiful thing about Indianapolis? I mean, one year you're your top dog, and the next year you might be fighting just to get in. Look at James Hinchcliffe and the roller coaster ride, He's been through over the last handful of years, winning the pole, nearly losing his life, and then last year not even getting a chance to race because they missed misqualifying. So, uh, yeah, Alonso and that team are a little bit behind the eight ball. We're going to be monitoring throughout the, the rest of this weekend the situation with Hunkos Racing because that 36 entry car entry list might be down to 35 as they scramble that small team to to get that car for him. Uh, for qualifying on Saturday, but yeah, I I don't think Alonzo is a sure bet to make this race by any means, and that's why Saturday and Sunday is going to be quite dramatic.
3: You talk about that with Kyle Kaiser about 11.50 this morning, a hard impact with the wall and the short shoot, and really... uh... As a sad deal, I think, for a lot of us because it was really the Cinderella story of the week as the news had come out on Monday that they had lost their sponsor It really put up some very strong times. And this is a team that doesn't have a whole lot of uh, resources to fall back on. So that's a huge setback for them going into this weekend.
0: Yeah, I mean, driving all this week in a blank white race car, just looking for folks to, to get him on board and, and uh, financially help that team out because they just, as you mentioned, they don't have... The financial support that some of these mega powerhouse teams have, so the absolute last thing that Kyle Kaiser and that hunkos team needed was to wad up a race car, which is what happened a little bit earlier today so uh, again it's it 's a tough break. I know a lot of folks we were in the media center when it happened, and you 're just your heart sunk because you just know what these guys put into those efforts, and for that team to to possibly now not answer the bell again nothing is 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 decided we 'll see. You know, hopefully they can get out to qualify tomorrow, but uh, it 's going to take a pretty miraculous effort for that group
3: I think you 're right about that, and also with the two rookies that had incidents this week, Felix Rosenquist and Pato O'Ward, they uh, learned that the ovals the super speedways and in Indy cars, uh not as easy as maybe it looks sometimes and the battle that they both waged to try to regain their confidence and also a perfect example with uh, O'Ward and Rosenquist of maybe the difference in resources to draw on with the backup cars.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, Felix Rosenquist crashed for Ganassi, and they had a brand-new, well-put-together, trimmed-out backup car ready for him to practice uh, yesterday morning like nothing had happened. As for Pato Award driving for the Carlin team, uh, they've already had to take a backup car with the McLaren Alliance to get ready for Alonso. Uh, Now they've had to turn one of their road course trimmed cars over, uh, put the aerodynamic setup on it for uh, the oval, and now Pato's going to try to struggle for speed. So yeah, two young guys that I think we're both super impressed with, both Rosenquist and Pato Award. Uh, immense level of talent. But young guys, and they're taking their lumps at Indianapolis because just about everyone always does
3: we talked about people taking their lumps, some incidents during the uh, month of May so far, but got to talk about the cream that always rises to the top. You talk about guys like Ed Carpenter here at Indianapolis, Alexander Rossi, Scott Dixon. As we uh, continue on this Fast Friday, uh, we're going to start to see who's going to be the uh, contenders for the Fast 9 in the poll come Sunday.
0: Yeah, and I think you look at two teams where just about all of their drivers, you know, we're going to be strong. That's Team Penske and Ed Carpenter Racing. Those teams both... Affiliated with Chevrolet, uh, they've shown some great speeds throughout the week, as well as today on Fast Friday. Uh, you feel good about both of those teams putting multiple drivers in the Fast Nine Pole Shootout uh, for for Sunday. As far as who else makes up that, I think you still look at some of the big teams, but it's individual drivers. I like Scott Dixon, the, the veteran leadership that he brings for Ganassi. He's a guy that's going to be a threat for the pole. Alexander Rossi for Andretti. They've kind of been all over the place in terms of speed. Rossi's a guy you that know, know, knows how to get around this, this speedway really well and really quickly. So uh, it's going to be fun to see if we got any outliers. The Ray Hall cars have shown some speed. Sebastian Bourdais has shown some speed for Dale Coin Racer, Vassar Sullivan. We'll see if any of those teams can, can knock off the powerhouse Chevy teams, but I would feel safe putting my money on someone from Team Penske or someone from Ed Carpenter Racing.
3: And tomorrow in qualifying, we'll be seeing a little bit of a tweaked format to qualifying, 10 through 30 locked in, the Fast 9 and the row battling on Sunday. It's going to be interesting to see maybe how that changes the strategy of when to go out, when not to go out, and whether or not you take your time off the board tomorrow or decide to just try to better it.
0: Yeah, I think Saturday I think all of a sudden got pretty dramatic because I think it's going to be a mini bump day type feel at the end of the day. If you're 27th through 36th um, nearing the final hour of Saturday qualifications, once everyone's got their one guaranteed attempt, I think there's going to be some teams that look to go back out there just to avoid the, the pressure and the heartache of having to uh, – probably not sleep very well overnight knowing that you may be in the last row shootout if you're on the outside of the top 30 and then as far as on sunday it's going to just be dramatic across the board whether it be the six drivers competing for the last three spots in the last row or of course the the fast nine shootout which i've become a really big fan of a lot of fun to see those drivers trim
3: those cars out and race for the pole it's gonna be a lot of fun should be a lot of fun this weekend. Nick Yeoman, the Advanced Auto Parts IndyCar Radio Network, thanks for joining us, and we look forward to hearing you more on News Radio 1150 WIMA as this month of May continues.
0: Yeah, anytime, Alex. Really appreciate everyone's support there in Lima, and it's the uh, greatest time of the year for race fans like you and
3: me. Well, we're moving into the final half hour of this Fast Friday practice at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, and we'll have much more from the world's greatest race course as we continue on News Radio 1150 WIMA. left to go in today's Fast Friday practice session and the quickest is still Marco Andretti at 230.851 miles per hour as business begins to pick up on the two and a half mile oval as everybody tries to get their final runs in. As they prepare for tomorrow's qualifying session under what should be some pretty interesting conditions. Forecasted high uh, at last check for the National Weather Service for tomorrow. 87 degrees and sunny, so it's going to be a hot, slick racetrack for these four-lap qualifying runs and with 36 cars going for 33 positions in the field it is a very strong and competitive field as yesterday in the press conference that was held by the bird racing team driver james davison pointed out
2: it's uh certainly the most competitive year that i've seen you know to think that i did a 226 yesterday and i was um, 25th on the speed charts. I mean, I haven't seen that. I remember coming here uh, four years ago in, in the 19 Dale coin car. Uh, missed Monday and Tuesday practice, jumped in on the Wednesday, and I was P4. You know, like it's just so much tighter this year. It's, it's, it's impressive.
3: And impressive indeed, this, this is an extremely close uh, field. For the Sears Indianapolis 500 and James Davison, right now, currently on the speed charts, is 19th quick at 229.369 miles per hour. The top 10 with 23 minutes and 48 seconds and counting. Left to go in today's practice session. Still, as we said, Marco Andretti, the quickest, 230.851. Takuma Sato, second quick, 230.755. Connor Daly, third fastest, 230.587. Fourth quick, Spencer Pickett, 230.471. Fifth quick, Simon Pagino, 230.326. Ed Jones is sixth quick at 230.106. Will Power is seventh quick at 230.061. Tony Canon is eighth fastest, 230.
0: Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place
1: you've gotten lucky?
0: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Haha, in my dentist's office.
3: Ed Carpenter is ninth quick at 229.879. Alexander Rossi rounds out the top 10 229.878. Eleventh on the speed charts right now is Sebastian Bourdais at 229.869. Yesterday, after a rain abbreviated practice session. Sebastian Bourdais talking to the assembled media here on the fourth floor of the media center and he was asked if he still thinks about that huge accident he had in turn two in 2017 that left him with broken bones in his legs and was sidelined for three months.
2: I don't. I mean, it, it's always going to be part of me. But uh you know, what what's hard is just the car. I mean, it's it's so much harder than it used to be. I mean, I had my best experience and my worst experience at the same time, the same year, in 17. But uh, it was by far the best car I'd ever driven around this place. And you know, it, it's so much more fun when you can do whatever you want and you feel in control. And uh, unfortunately, we had a mess up in in qualifying, which. You know, I bit, I bit it hard, but um, yeah. I mean, as far as how the car behaved back then to how it's been behaving last year and this year, it yeah, it's, it's it's a lot harder now. And you know, when you're not really super comfortable around this place, it's always it's always tricky. You know, it's a bit of a mind game. You, you you start questioning things and trying to make sure that you don't make the mistake because you know we're we no big team and and if we well one up the backup car ain't going to be as fast so you know you really try and, and keep things somewhat on the safe side and make sure you don't misjudge it
3: Sebastian Bourdais driving the Seal Master Honda for Dale Coyne Racing with Vassar Sullivan and he talked more about the differences of uh, the car this year compared to last year and we'll hear those comments come Sunday afternoon with our coverage of the race practice after qualifying gets done. Here at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, the fourth day of practice for the 103rd running of the Indianapolis 500. It was a rather uneventful Tuesday here at the Speedway. Just one a caution late in the day for a spin by Colton Hurd of the California rookie, winner at Circuit of the Americas in Austin, Texas. That brought out a caution. He was able to get the car back going. But Wednesday, a very eventful day, as we talked about with Nick Yeoman, at 12.35 on Wednesday afternoon. Fernando Alonso with a hard crash and turn three, and they have been playing catch-up ever since. Lost an entire day of practice yesterday between trying to get the car repaired and prepared and the weather that came with 90 minutes left in the practice day. Then later, in about this time of day, 5.02, the rookie Felix Rosenquist with a hard crash in turn two and a very heads-up job by Will Power, who was right behind. And if he didn't have as quick of a hand-eye coordination and reflexes as he does, he could have T-boned that chip ganassi racing number 10 car but he was able to dart to the left and avoid it rosenquist came out yesterday and he is still trying to get that car back up to speed and regain the confidence that he had before that wall contact then yesterday twelve seventeen, the defending indy lights champion pedo award for carlin racing with a crash in turn two about the same spot that rosenquist had his accident for Pato award his car got airborne but was able to come back down to the ground they now have as nick Yeoman said the car that max chilton ran on the road course at the indycar grand prix and he's trying to get that machine back up to speed and earlier today for hunkos racing kyle kaiser from california the 2017 indy lights presented by cooper tires champion Made a hard impact with the wall in turn three. That car got about as close as you can get to flipping all the way over without doing it. It went about 95% over, but then came back down on all four wheels. And that was a tough break for a team struggling to find sponsorship. And it put up some very respectable times during the first three days of practice. Reportedly, and at about 3.15, I walked past the garage and gasoline alley for the 32 car. They have rolled out their road course car that they ran in the only other NTT IndyCar Series race that they have run in this 2019 season. That was at Circuit of the Americas in Austin back on March 24th, and they're going to work all throughout the night, and according to owner Ricardo Humco's teams, uh, other teams, in the garage area have already offered use of parts that they need to put on that car and they are going to work all through this uh, afternoon all through the night and probably into the wee hours of Saturday morning and they hope to have that car out early tomorrow morning for the practice session that will come before the first day of qualifications so every year it seems like we have a fast Friday Crash by one of the smaller teams that turns into a thrash and potentially could be a Cinderella story like we saw with James Davison last year. Who was the first significant wall contact of the 2018 month of May and then came back to not only make the race but qualify uh, rather high up in the field. All things considered, and this is the second time in three years that Hukos Racing has had a crash on Fast Friday. In their first month of May, they had a crash with Spencer Pigot, and again had another all-night thrash. And they were in line and qualified in their scheduled spot on Saturday, the first day of qualifying. We have now... About 16 and a half minutes left to go in this Fast Friday practice. And right now on the world's greatest race course is Fernando Alonso still trying to work the speed back into this number 66 car for Team McLaren, the papaya orange and blue colors of Team McLaren that they made so famous in the 1970s here at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Alonzo trying to complete the triple crown of motorsports and he ran a 226.672 and that was without the aid of a tow it looks like. A little bit over 228 miles per hour is his fastest lap of the day. And with 16 minutes left to go and practice for today. We're going to take another timeout. We're with you until 6.05 when we join Todd Walker in the first pitch show. More to come from Fast Friday from the Indianapolis Motor Speedway on News Radio 1150 WIMA. back at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway with 11 and a half minutes left to go in today's Fast Friday practice under another caution flag for a track inspection. But it looks like we're going to have quite a bit of action over this final about 10 minutes as looking on the monitor Scott Dixon in his number nine, the blue and orange PNC Bank Honda for Chip Ganassi Racing, the 2008 Indianapolis 500 winner, five time and defending. IndyCar Series champion. He'll be going out for his final run of the day. The mark that they are still shooting for 230.851 miles per hour. The quick lap by Marco Andretti. Takuma Sato, the 2017 race winner for Ray Hall Letterman. Lanigan Racing is second. Connor Daly for Andretti Auto Sport is third. Fourth is Spencer Pickett for Ed Carpenter Racing. And rounding out the top five on the charts, Team Penske with Simon Pagenaud. We also see Elio Castroneves in his yellow Pennzoil Chevrolet, the number three, the three-time winner of the 500-mile race, 2001, 2002, and 2009. And also a few moments ago, Joseph Newgarden, the former IndyCar Series champion, has climbed into his shell Chevrolet, the number two, the red and white, machine for New Garden, the winner of the season opener on the streets of St. Petersburg, Florida. Tomorrow in qualifying, again, 11 a.m. IndyCar Radio with coverage. We'll pick it up at 1 o'clock 4.30. IndyCar Radio will have the final runs of the day, and then we'll have a recap show from 6 to 7. Four lap, 10 mile qualifying runs tomorrow. When 550 rolls around, when Qualifying ends for the day, positions 10 through 30 will be locked into the field. Then comes Sunday afternoon, a little bit afternoon. we'll join at around 1230. Positions 31 through 36 will each make one run. And the order that they go out for that will be based on the original qualifying draw, which will be held here at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway behind the famed pagoda at about 6.15. And the order from qualifying for that for where positions 31 to 36 end up in that is the order that they'll go out. The three fastest qualifiers in that session will make up the 11th and final row in the field. And then at about 1.15, the nine fastest drivers from Saturday will go out. They'll each make a run. The ninth fastest driver from Saturday will go out first on Sunday. The fastest driver from Saturday goes out ninth and last. And the fastest driver will be on the pole position for the greatest spectacle in racing. And now as time continues to tick down and looks like we're moments away from cars hitting the track again as the starter with the yellow flag in the air and it's now been replaced by the green and the engines roar to life and they roll back onto the track for the last few laps of the day to see if anybody can knock that U.S. concrete Honda for Marco Andretti runner-up as a rookie in 2006 off of the top of the charts. I'm going to try to take a look here on the scoring monitor at some of those no-toe speeds from throughout this session. Marco Andretti is sort of notorious here at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway for liking to put up those big numbers especially on fast friday when there is money on the line like there is here today $10,000 but he did put up a no toe speed of 229.382 miles per hour and that is 7th in the rankings the fastest still today without a toe 230.106 for Ed Jones and he was not only the fastest overall speed yesterday in the practice session but he was the fastest without a tow. He was third two years ago, as a rookie, driving for Dale Coyne Racing. As the cars are on the track right now in the north end of the Speedway, is Joseph Newgarden dips those left side wheels a little bit below the white line onto the main straightaway. This will be a aided lap, and to really put it in layman's terms what a tow feels like if you're going down the interstate and you pull behind a semi-truck and you can start to feel the air buffeting and it almost feels like you're getting sucked up behind that 18-wheeler. That is a tow like it is here on a racetrack, and the rule of thumb is eight seconds ahead of you. It can uh, influence you, or if you can see the car, it can affect that lap. But again, Marco Andretti is still the quickest. Newgarden's is going to try to put up a big number right now. Joseph Newgarden on the speed charts today is sitting uh, sort of in the middle of the pack as we now have six minutes left to go in today's practice session. Eight hours of coverage coming up tomorrow and Joseph Newgarden's quickest lap today is 229.454 just getting up to speed at 208 last lap as he's the biggest of the heavy hitters on the track right now here at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway as the shadows begin to fall over the track the Temperature begins to cool off just a bit. And we now have a new quick time, Connor Daly, in the U.S. Air Force machine. The blue and gray U.S. Air Force Honda is now the quickest at 231.704 miles per hour. The new fastest driver here at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway with now just a little bit over five minutes left to go in this session, Connor Daly with the best opportunity of his career by far here at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and definitely making the most of it as he puts up a huge number here on this fast Friday and now could be in a position to take that money and drop it in the bank as Scott Dixon waiting until the absolute last moment to put his car out onto the track and see what that Chip Ganassi racing machine can do. With four and a half minutes left to go, we're going to take a real quick timeout and we'll be back with the completion of Fast Friday and recap things here from the Indianapolis Motor Speedway on News Radio 1150 WIMA. Alex Wolf, back with you at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Less than three minutes left to go in this Fast Friday practice session, the final full day of practice in preparation for this weekend's qualifying for the 103rd Indianapolis 500 mile race Scott Dixon the five-time IndyCar series champion the 2008 Indianapolis 500 champion is currently on track making his last run of the day with two and a half minutes left as he's working his way through the south end of the speedway into the second turn Past the turn two suites, which after a huge storm came through yesterday that cut the day short, looking for the media center, couldn't make out those turn two suites. In fact, some wind damage here at the track. A couple of trees got knocked down in the infield, but luckily nobody was injured and everything's been cleaned up as Scott Dixon trying to clean up on the track as he comes on to the main straightaway to cross the line with under two minutes left to go today. Comes back into the first turn as on his timing stand is three-time Indianapolis 500 winner Dario Franchitti looking over the situation as Dixon turns a 229.282 lap. That's just under his fastest lap today of 229.849 as he now works his way into the short shoot on the north end. Trying to put together a simulation a four-lap run and It looks like he's going to get a pretty clean track in front of him to get a really good gauge of what he's going to have to work with this weekend. As he goes back into the first turn, cars car is on the track right now at 228.847. Connor Daly still the quickest. Marco Andretti second. Takuma Sato third. Spencer Pigot fourth. Ryan Hunter Ray now fifth quick. Ed Carpenter sixth. Simon Pagano seventh. Charlie Kimball for Carlin Racing in his second race of the season up to eighth. Joseph Newgarden ninth. And Ed Jones is tenth. The top ten over 230. Miles per hour, in fact, the top 12 today down to Will Power and Tony Kanaan. All over 230 miles per hour today. Ryan hunter Ray, 234.66, puts him up in the fifth position as we now are in the last 30 seconds. So this will be the final lap for Dixon, 228.478 as he goes down the back straightaway. Cars still... Right now if they get across the line to get one final lap against the clock. Connor Daly still holding on to that top spot. And time runs out and the checkered flag comes out to finish up this fast Friday practice. Dixon goes across the line a lap of the day. Not able to knock off Connor Daly and right now nobody has. And it looks like nobody will on this Fast Friday, Fernando Alonso trying to get a final lap in as they still try to sort things out with Team McLaren here at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway as we now pass the 6 o'clock hour here at the world's greatest race course, and Alonso will come across the line and he'll finish his day trying to Work his way back up at 2.29.328, and the fastest lap of the day for the two-time Formula One World Driving Champion is the last lap of the day, and perhaps Team McLaren breathes a little bit easier as they get ready for qualifying this weekend. So as the cars come back into the pit area, we'll take a look at how they ended up today at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. The quickest, Connor Daly at 231.704 miles per hour, and he gets that in the last couple of moments. Alonzo improved to 24th on that final lap. Marco Andretti, second quick at 230.851. Takuma Sato third quick at 230.755. Spencer Piggott, fourth quick. He had a two thirty-four seven one. Ryan Hunter Ray worked his way up to fifth in the final moments, two thirty point four six six. Ed Carpenter sixth at two thirty-three five eight. Simon Pagino seventh, two thirty-three two six. Charlie Kimball, eighth at two thirty point two nine zero. Joseph Newgard, ninth fastest at two thirty point two eight one. Ed Jones, tenth quick. 230.106 Will Power 230.061 Tony Canan, the 12th and final driver, over 230 at 230.011. Now, just looking at how the other drivers ended up. Position-wise, 13th, Sage Karam, 14th, Alexander Rossi, Sebastian Bourdais, 15th, Scott Dixon, 16th, Zach Veach, 17th, Elio Castroneves, 18th, Santino Ferrucci, 19th, Marcus Erickson, 20th. Then it was Jack Harvey, Graham Rahal, James Davison, Fernando Alonso, 24th, Colton Hurta, 25th. J.R. Hildebrand, Matthias Lace, Aurel Servia, James Hinchcliffe, Felix Rosenquist, Pippa Mann, Jordan King, Max Chilton, Beto Ward, Ben Hanley, and J.R. Hildebrand. And again, the incident a little bit earlier this morning, about 11.50 for Kyle Kaiser. It's going to be a long night ahead for Hunkers Racing. Quickest lap without a tow today: that 2:30.106 for Ed Jones. Second fastest was Ed Carpenter at 2:29.879. Third fastest: Alexander Rossi, 2:29.878. Fourth fastest without a tow was Will Power, 2:29.750, and fifth fastest: Simon Pagino, 2:29 point five four eight so the car is now silent on pit lane in a few moments the fastest driver today connor daly will make his way up onto the fourth floor of the media center here at the indianapolis motor speedway and at about six fifteen, the qualifying draw will be held in the Pagoda Plaza to set the order that they'll qualify tomorrow beginning at eleven AM. And that's when our day will start here on News Radio eleven fifty WIMA, eleven A.M. to one PM with IndyCar Radio. I'll be joined by Mark Short here with live and local coverage from 1 to four thirty, four thirty to 6. It'll be IndyCar Radio again, and we'll be here to wrap things up from 6 to 7. We'll hear some comments from the fastest drivers in tomorrow's session. About 12.30, we'll join IndyCar Radio in progress for the qualifying last row in the fast nine on sunday afternoon and we'll be back three to six with hopefully coverage of practice for the indianapolis 500 mile race it's been an exciting four days of practice already. Should be two great days of qualifying to come and we hope you join us here on News Radio 1150 WIMA. Special thanks to Dave Johnson running the board on West Market Street and downtown Lima. Coming up in a few moments, Todd Walker in the first pitch show and then Reds baseball tonight on 1150 WIMA.
0: 18 plus.